Today is September 13th. We got sharp stats. We got an interview or bantering with Boone. That's what we call it. And the Yankees are just absolutely destroying Boston. Wow. Race for last. We're in it. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, episode 957. As we are in the home stretch of the season, no playoffs on the horizon. Brought to you by SeatGeek. Jake, how you doing? James Davis, everyone tuning in with us. I'm doing all right. We uh, we just had a fun guest at the office. Yankees fan, big Yankees fan. Big Yankees fan. Big Yankees fan. Big tall guy. Carl Anthony Towns just stopped by the office, so that was cool. Talk some Yanks with him. Go check out our, uh, we do a weekly vlog. Some good behind-the-scenes content in there. Um, it's on the John Boy Jake TV YouTube yeah. channel, so, uh, and some short-form stuff, yeah. And he's just tall. We thought he was going to come in while we were interviewing Boone, and we were going to give him the floor, but they know each other. They're friendly. Boone yeah. Boone everyone, yeah. apparently. Threw out a first pitch this year. Yep. Yeah. Was a pitcher. Knows everyone. Knows everyone. Both of them. Yeah. Know everyone. Too well. I just know everybody. Anyway, we do have a sharp stats. Sharp stats. First, we covered a lot of the injury stuff with Boone. And have we talked about that on here? Just not really. I don't know. Just <laughs> more injuries that happened since the last episode. There's going to be more injuries that happened since until after these next two Boston games, probably. So, yeah. Not to mention we'll get the surprise at the end of the year press conference and all Oof. that. Uh, goes down, Martian goes down, both Tommy John, Tommy John buddies. Luizaga, they haven't said that. They th- they think they're avoiding it. Yeah. They, they said they think they avoided anything major. That's what they said. Yeah. I will take them at their word. Said that with right Chad now. Green and a bunch of other people as well. Yeah, I don't know. Let's, let's get the Luizaga update. Yeah, it was good listening to you and Joe's. I, uh. Yeah, I was a little, I was a little excited for you guys. You know, you you get a little pep in your step when you get to bully Joe's a little bit. Everyone right. does. Um, and then yeah, for you guys to get the Dominguez news right before you recorded, I was like, that sucks. And I was like a little happy I didn't have to talk about it. If I'm being honest, <laughs> that sucked right before. We That's were crazy. Right before, yeah, like li- literally, like we were talking at the plan of the episode. Joe says, "Oh." Torn UCL. And we said, oh, all right, go live. Brutal. Brutal. But, you know, he's out now, so we move on. Florial's the center fielder. Onward and upward. It's flow time. Onward and upward. Those on- are, yeah. Did you see someone said that we shouldn't have, it should not be feedback anymore. It should be feed forward because the younger generation is the softest piece of shit in the world. It's like Forbes said we should have, it should not be called feedback. It should be called feed forward. Unbelievable. First I've heard. How about feet forward? That's what I'm talking about. Get your feet forward. You know, if you're wakeboarding, feet forward, frog on a lily pad. Yeah, that's good. I won't feed forward. I will not feed forward. I'll fall forward. He will fall forward. I'll fall forward. Wall Street Journal. Feedback is too harsh. The new words feed forward. Mm. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Should we throw it to Sharp Stats? I think so. We, uh, Sharp Stats, sponsored by a new sponsor on Talking Yanks here, but they've been doing some fun stuff with us Scott's Lawn Stream. Scott's is a live stream, they're live streaming a backyard 24 yeah. 7. I was at the yard last weekend doing play by play for a five inning with a ball game between 11 to 12 year olds, I believe. There were six of them. Uh, a lot of home runs, a lot of fun. And they're doing a bunch of live streams with their launch stream fest. They have human versus machine, a classic coming up with the situation from Jersey shore. Uh, he is taking on a robot in cornhole. 
I guess, situation as a professional cornhole mm. player, bags if you're from the South, and they're playing against each other, a robot. That's kind of daunting for him. Like, I don't know. A robot should beat me. They're doing a bunch of other stuff on their lawn stream. And right now you can get 20% off on two or more Scott's products at scotts.com when you use code JOMBOY. Uh, so, yeah, uh, let's see. The situation thing is September 19th. Nash, situation national cornhole champ will be facing off against a cornhole robot built by Nick Uhas. I don't. I might be pronouncing that. Uhas. And then September twenty eighth, musician Andrew Huang will be doing a live set. And last up is Mad Science with the King of Random October fifth. So they got a bunch of live streams going on. Uh, and I already did one. You can go back and watch where I did play by play for a wiffle ball game. It was a lot of fun. So twenty percent off with code John Boy at two or more products at Scotts. Sharp stats. Hey guys, it's the Queen of Stats, and yep, we're going to talk about some good things again this week. Um, well, I had this whole thing planned for uh, Jason Dominguez, the Martian, mm. but unfortunately that's not a good thing anymore, um, so it's very unfortunate about his injury. But instead, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Michael King as a starter, um, and I think he's done a fantastic job. Um, you can see it with the eye test, and you can also see it with the stats. So overall, as a starter this season, that's in five starts, He's allowed four earned runs in 18 and two-thirds innings uh, for a 1.93 ERA and a nice 24 strikeouts and just three walks. That's a really good strikeout-to-walk ratio. And the first thing that I noticed um, that as a starter, he's increased the velocity on all his pitches. So his he what he does is he throws a sinker, he throws a four-seamer, a sweeper, they're calling it and also a changeup. So he's increased the velocity on all those pitches. That's a good sign that even as a starter, the workload for a starter, he's still able to increase the velocity on his pitches compared to as a reliever. The other interesting thing I noticed was that as a starter, he's throwing more sinkers and fewer sweepers. So as a reliever, he was 33% sweeper, 30% sinkers, and then fastball changeups were the rest, uh, his two, two least used pitches. As a starter, He's throwing 43% sinkers and just 24% sweepers, and then fastballs and changeups below that percentage. So his sinker is now his most used pitch as a starter, and I'm not sure if that's intentional or, or what, the, what the dynamic there is, but it will be something interesting to follow, and maybe we can get some insight into that. Also, that's a good thing to note is that he, as I mentioned, he has a higher strikeout rate as a starter. It's 32% compared to 28% as a reliever this season, and a lower walk rate. It's 5% as a starter compared to 8% as a reliever. The results are better, too. He's, uh, he's allowed an 584 OPS as a starter and a, a, compared to a 637 OPS as a uh, reliever. Now, one thing um, that, uh, that concerns me is that, you know, he's allowed only two extra base hits as a starter, but his harsh hit rate has increased as a starter. It's 46% and it was 27% as a reliever. Um, but then one good thing that we'll end on is that he doesn't seem to get much worse the second time through the order so far as a starter. So as a starter, his OPS allowed is 37% better than league average the first time through, through the order and 33% better than league average the second time through the order. So basically just the same. Anyways, just some stats to chew on for Michael King as a starter, which seems to be a good thing so far. How about that? Some really cool stuff. And and even some even more cool stuff, uh, in my opinion. Because Katie has the stats from game started. I, I believe she's including the game he started against the Miami Marlins. Right. Um, but he was really an, an opener. Brito pitched five innings. So in in that start. Some of the stuff she's saying, he gave up two runs, so the ERA is higher. So if you want to say, like, since he's been told he's a starting pitcher, or I even think after that game against the Marlins, they told him, we're using you spread out, and it was much more scheduled. Because in that game, he threw way more sweepers than sinkers. That's that that uh, opener act is in the in with Miami. It makes a lot of sense if the team tells you, we need you to go distance, that you're, you're not just going to pound the hardest pitch on your arm over and over and over again, unless you're um, Robert Ray, who then got Tommy John. But there, after that Miami game, I think is when they told him like, hey, actually, we're going to do this, keep you on a schedule, because there's this drastic difference in pitch usage right after that, 
where I think the numbers would change. The ERA goes down to 108. Um, if you... Yeah, his last four outings, 16.2 innings. Yeah. 108. And those are the last four, like, starts where he went um, more than... Uh, he went two into the third. He completed four, completed five, completed five. But, yeah, we were, we were talking about the pitch usage, and, you know, I was a little... Like, I wanted it to be more, but the reality is you... you you have to be able to get outs with a lighter, a fastball. And he's been doing that. So it makes a little sense. He did start bringing them back into the mix. Yeah, and I, I wonder, you know, Katie, who uh, has has a way with her words when she said, you know, now now Dominguez isn't even a good thing. That, 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 that hit my core a little more. Uh, King is a good thing, man. He got moved to the rotation, and I was wondering, you know, how much of a tightrope, act is it going to be because you know what what if he does get you know like knocked around in a game does that throw off his building up of pitches because we've still only seen him last start against Milwaukee he got up to 79 so we were 79 69 61 Mm -hmm. so like to be a starting pitching option and the goal probably in the next three starts is to get up to a 90 high 90s 100 because um, that's just a different thing. And you hear, I think Coney was talking about it on the broadcast the other day, that the, or, or maybe it was Ploof, similar guys, um, that it was just like the, the real grind is the six months of being a starting pitcher and doing it every fifth day. And the your body's, you know, your body's not going to feel great sometimes. You're going to go, your last three outings, you threw 300 pitches you know, without a rest day, like you're, that's, that's the next step. And King's going to land on a good amount of innings this year, but he hasn't, you know, knock on wood and scared of just this Yankees voodoo this season, but he hasn't had a hiccup since he started starting. No, it's been nice and easy. A lot of people wonder about his motion and it is interesting. He went to the windup and, and, and out of the stretch, uh, recently. Cause he's got kind of, um, whip to this pitch. Whippy. Yeah, which can you do that forever? But it's windup is also very similar to Kluber's, and he did it forever for a, a little bit before injuries got to him. So the other interesting thing is that since he's become a starter, Jake, um, the drasticness of how he approaches righties is is really crazy. Okay, if you look at I have this. This is his game pitch usage versus righties. The yellow line is sweeper. So he was, for majority of the games, righties were getting way more sweepers than any other pitch because right. you're not throwing any pitches. Since getting the start, they're, like, only getting sinkers. 62%, 62%, 58%, 48 uh, 58 46% sinkers. And then the slider, the sweepers, the second one. Whereas lefties, as a starter, are a complete mixed bag now. They're getting... Three different pitches mixes they got to worry about. Yeah. So he really likes that sinker. And I think what Katie was referencing with the hard hit rate is that eventually he's not going to be able to do that against righties. Right. Like he's running into some pretty good luck uh, with the contacts he's getting and, and hits turning into outs. Uh, but I, I like that, well, okay, if that starts happening, tap into the sweeper again a little more on righties and, and you can get going. Yeah, the, uh, the lefty part of that is interesting to me. I, I've always liked his changeup, but it, it doesn't feel like a right-on-right changeup necessarily, so you don't see him adding that to the mix. But, you know, he, we saw it with Glass now down in Tampa. Sometimes you see a lot of pitchers go, you know, slider and a curveball. That's enough to change it up. Um, but you're going to lean on that fastball, so that's all fantastic news for me. Um, the fact that he's been relying on it so much. And I, I think... You the know, changeup versus lefties, the numbers are are very, very good. It's a gross pitch. Um, and that that's what like originally opened my eyes up to during the Mike King breakout, where I was like, let's let's not bury this thought because there could very well be a day like today where um, you know, Michael King might become a valuable starter for us, which would be which would be awesome and changes the whole dynamic of the team. Like if that's 150 innings for Mike King next year, and then you know, the, what this Yankee team has been good about is adding to the bullpen. Like, that, it, it really would be one of the better moving parts. 
And uh, yeah, I think I think the other team that I'm going to look out for because it still is a small sample size, and you know, one or two calls, whether that's by the ump or a missed pitch, uh, the walk rate. Uh, Katie mentioned it's down, which is like okay, that's good. That's always a good sign. Uh, I wonder if that's like if yeah. you're a reliever coming in for one inning and it's a three-two pitch to. Yeah, the the opponent's best hitter, Julio Rodriguez. Skip this guy. Let's throw a slider out of the zone, and if they chase it, cool. If not, let me get count leverage. Great baseball term. Um, I haven't heard that one that much. Good job. Thank you. So, um, yeah, that it it feels like he's checked all the boxes, and yeah, after his Milwaukee game, I was sitting there like, damn, like he's he is really executing his way through this, and I'm excited to see. Um, you know, they, they played it up on one of the ESPN broadcasts, but, like, he went to a lot of Fenway games as a kid. I think his dad is a huge Sox fan, but his mom was Yankees. And just to piss off dad, he yeah. he chose to be, like, a Yankee fan. But he's yeah. a Boston College kid. So in Fenway with his first chance to throw 80, 85 pitches, um, I just hope he builds on it. And I hope he doesn't get fucking Fenwayed. <laughs> like, you know? Where's his... Uh... What's the date? He's the Nationals is the first of these four in a row. August yes. 24th. And if you remember, he should have got through three quick or not through three quickly, but the last play, I think there's a Volpe error that inning is Volpe's like first bad one in a while to end the inning. And that didn't. So only three walks. Sal Freelich, Jake Alou and Thomas Lane. Your theory was that beforehand. So let me just check. I'll do like July just to see. That that maybe he's just getting he's just walking guys like the best in the lineup, like it, like I, Mickey Moniak. I think there's hey Mickey Moniak was going nuts, nuts. Remember? Yeah, Brenton Doyle, Taylor Ward, Hot. Colton Cowser, Austin Hayes, Eduardo Esquire. I don't know. I I just think there's if you're in a high leverage spot. Well, if you lose a guy, you're just like all right, whatever. Next right, one. you can't. If if you're the starting pitcher, you kind of say okay. 2-0 count. I'm going to throw a heater. If you're a reliever, you kind of can't do that. You might lose the game in one pitch. Um, I love it for Kinger. I hope he continues. I hope we get him built up. Uh, how many pitches is he at on the year or innings? We're at 83 innings. He's probably got three more starts. Four? Yeah, probably three since he hasn't four gone times. since this. Yeah, I don't know. If we can go four times five, that gets him to 100 innings pitched. I don't know. It's, uh, it's going to be – it's one of the few – Interesting things to watch the rest of the way because it could, he can change how the Yankees operate this off season. If you can, if he's earned a fully like pencil him in to start. Uh, I don't know if he has, but I don't think he has yet. But I think he can, right? I mean, he's been really he's three more. He's answered every question. Two out of so three far. good ones. Are I mean, you got Cole, right? You got Rodon, you got Yamamoto, right? You got Clark. Clark, Nestor, Nestor, bring back uh, Ching, Heel, Brito, Nestor, Cortez, and King, Ning, Misting. We'll work on that. I did CH because of Chad, right? So I did Chad and King, which is Ching, which was originally Chester. Yes, and then I did, I I erased the wrong right. player and kept the, hmm. I kept, kept I kept Chad. Chad around. Oops, oops. You've had an accident. Um, Luke Weaver. How about, how about, how about, how about Cashman seeing uh, the no-hitter? Yeah, and then what was the report? The report was the Yankees are going to offer him more than they offered Tanaka, and it's like, okay. Yeah, and that's a little bit how if you nice. want to offer the next guy something, be the previous offer. Who wrote that? <laughs> wasn't me. The Yankees... Mm. Famously, things don't get leaked or right. talked about that much. And someone comes out and says, like, they said the money. It's going to be seven year, 150. That's what they said. Who said it? more than that. Um, Who said it? I don't know. The Yankees are expected to offer Yamamoto a significantly higher contract than the seven-year $155 million for Tanaka. So they backtrack the numbers from the Tanaka contract. Okay. Could use some bats. That was my thing when that report came out. 
Could use cool. some hitters. That came from, I believe, a Japanese outlet. So that's, you know, there's some Google Translate happening there. So maybe if we had the, the true words, it was phrased slightly different. But they said the Tanaka contract, so which makes sense. Be a long off season. Yashinobu Yamamoto. You like that? Yeah. Well, I just like Japanese n- names because they're so phonetic. Because right. we're ch- we're translating them to our language, so why would you not make it as a phonetic a spelling as you can? So it makes it's like way easier. They don't really do that in Russian. Mm. Like when Russian gets translated from their alphabet to ours, it's still not like 100%. I'm going to know how to say this. Yeah. Which is weird to me. Why don't you just make it easier? We got a lot of problems with them. Whoa. Let's go to Boone. Ask him about that. Jim, bantering with Boone is brought to you by Vizio V. Vizio. I. Value. Vizio. Oh, we're spelling it. The V means value because you can get big old 4K screens for under $500. Watch baseball all year long, all year long. Vizio commercial. Wow, you guys are just probably going to steal that and use that. Uh, You're welcome. Vizio's Watch Free Plus offers MLB Network totally for free, right out of the box. Or you can cast games from your phone, tablet, laptop to the big screen via Chromecast or Apple AirPlay. Vizio is the MVP of value. Head on over to Vizio.com. Check it on how you can elevate your viewing experience all season long. Uh, also, great sound bars. How about that? Hmm. Click the link in the description. Get your sound game up. Get your TV game up. Bantering with Boone. All right, we got Booney joining us from Boston, winning uh, two games in Boston in one day. Is that the first time you've done that in your career? Is that the most amount of wins in Boston in a day you've ever had? Yes. I don't know. I didn't have time to do the research, but I think so. I yeah, think I would so. think so. I don't feel like we've had that many uh, double headers here, if any. Yeah, it's a good call. It's been a light double header year. Yeah, what was the yeah. year we had a million dollars? That last year or was that twenty twenty one? No, uh, my head says twenty one. Twenty one. I think it was twenty one. We we're really good in them, right? I think you started really good in them. I think you started like double header days were really good, and then it balanced out towards the end. Maybe, maybe there was. Maybe it was nineteen too. We were winning think, a lot of double. I think nineteen. I remember a ton of like April rainouts that yeah that might have yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah, we've been pretty lucky on the weather this year. Yeah, that's true. What was going through your head yesterday? Game one, Clay, bases loaded, one out. <laughs> Get a ground ball. Put the ball on the ground, baby. Give us a chance. But then just thinking, man, if they tie it up here, go extras, and we got another game, you know, it's like, man, how are we going to get through all these? But, uh, you know, <clears throat> Clay, uh, as – you know, that's the thing with sinker ball or sim or low, you know, anytime, you know, even if you're, you're going struggling a little bit, put a guys, a few guys out there, you know, the cliche of your one pitch away, it really rings true. Um, and he made a pitch. Great turn. Uh, Glaber, Glaber coming to get that in the only way that he could have, uh, if we're going to make that play and, you know, the way he did it, put himself at a little bit of risk. You know, it's, it, it could have kicked off the heel of the glove and, and the game's over. But um, I thought he did a great job of going with some, some urgency, but also you watch him like make the play and he's, and, and then he's very under control and gets a really good feed off to, uh, to Anthony he turned it over. Nice. So that was a, just a really good way to end a, a game and especially an inning there that was getting away from us a little bit. I mean, you you say how how are we going to get through this game? How are we going to get through next game? But next game, you got McAllister, Misiewicz, Bowman, and Ramirez lined up, so you're good to go. I mean, what's yeah, but 
But if we go into the 10th and 11th, like <laughs> those guys maybe aren't available yeah. in, the, in the next one. So it was pretty cool. It was definitely a, a fun, ended up being a really fun day. What what goes on at the end of yesterday? Because, hey, win two games in Boston, win, winning two games in one day at, at any time is a good feeling. But you've got two relief pitchers in that game who haven't pitched in a major league game since 2019 and 2018, respect? Like, what, um, I don't know, when when you guys gather up at the game, do you make two people's belt? Like, does Judge give a speech about what these guys are doing? Like, how does how does yeah, that post game go down? who got down? the belt? <coughs> um, wow. Flo got the belt. Wow. Flo wow. got it. Screw pitchers. Uh, Glaber had it the last... Yeah, uh, and the, he's not going to give it to a pitcher. Uh, no, they give it. They 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 give it. Yeah, they. Uh, how do you think pitchers get it? How do you think hitters get it? You I don't know. know. It Someone back. feels bad. If we've learned no, anything from Trevor Plouffe, <laughs> position players hate pitchers. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for Flo then. So he gets to give it out if you win today. When? Right. Oh, wow. When? Hey, Boone, for a season that obviously uh, is a failure in a lot of ways and you're now tied for last place and not a lot of things have gone right, you've run into, you're still running into crazy excitement for good and wrong reasons. You know, like you win a game in the 12th after getting no hit through through 10. Like it's still somehow headline situations, I guess, like bizarre situations getting better finding you guys or the double header and McAllister's big ass smile as he comes off the mound is awesome. And then on the negative side, Dominguez winning player of the week and then going down. Like, does it, is it, are you happy that there's still like things going on and you're not just slowly fading into the end of the season? Or at some point, are you just like, can we just find a relaxed status quo here? Um, look, it's, 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 being being a major leaguer it's the grind of it all um i think what i'm most pleased with is the continued um preparation and fight in in the guys and 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 that starts with the veterans and the leaders and i think you know whether it's aaron judge garrett cole have done a great job of not only welcoming guys that we've obviously brought into our clubhouse over the last few weeks and a lot of a lot of turnover and some young players, some some, some guys uh, that have been on a long journey too. Um, not only have they done a great job of welcoming those guys, but they've continued to you know really put a premium on preparing and competing. And you know when it hasn't been hasn't been our year, hasn't gone well, and uh, and that to me, it, you know through these times and hopefully through the next few weeks, you know, we're, you, you heard Higgy talk about it, you know, it's a, it reveals your character. And, uh, and I've seen a lot of character being revealed in, in the way I would hope, you know, through some difficult times and we want to go out there and, and we want to win and we want to play well. And we're going to keep trying to do that. For, uh, Rodon gets a start in one of the games yesterday, nine punch outs with Yankee fans, you know, we're, we're seeing what we're getting from fall training. We've kind of been waiting for the road on strikeout game because that's, you know, a big part of his his M.O. Uh, do you think the fastball had a little more juice on it? It, it looked like some Boston guys were, were offering more at the high fastball than I've seen in some of his previous starts. What were you seeing? No question. I, I, you know, <clears throat> I thought his stuff was excellent, um, but I thought he did, <clears throat> excuse me, a good job with really incorporating his, his arsenal into the mix. So he had a presence with the slider, the curveball, the changeup, and was able to land some for strikes, also get some chase with it, but that's going to make the fastball better. And as that game got into the, you know, as he got going in that game and really started executing more, especially up into that outer rail with the fastball, um, it was, it had great characteristics. It was, and, and it was a problem. So um, I think that hopefully was a little glimpse into, you know, what we're going to really start to get moving forward. Look, an important few weeks for, for Carlos right now, he's going to have, what, three or four more starts to hopefully build on this one and really build a little bit of momentum going into the offseason. 
Um, but yesterday it was, it was, it was cool to see how electric he was. You know, I thought, I actually thought in Houston a couple starts ago, um, stuff wise was similar. You know, they were fouling off pitches on him all night. So it made it for, you know, I think he only went four innings, but last night's stuff and, and getting it to more consistent areas was, was really big for him. It wasn't perfect. You know, he, he pulled some heaters where he doesn't want to go with them. But I, I thought for the most part, he, he was, you saw a peak of, of how dominant he can be. I was interested in the pitch mix. Obviously, I mean, you got Coney and O'Neill. You can't hear the broadcast, but they're pretty, like, you know, laboring the point that he's mostly a two-pitch pitcher. He needs to get other pitches involved. Otherwise, it's easy. O'Neill is, like, licking his, like, lips to get an at-bat against him because he th- feels like he can just guess. Uh, and and Coney's saying the same thing, which is everyone's thinking it. Yesterday it was interesting because he, he ends up throwing a lot of curveballs. It's like 13%. Uh, but... It was uh, in the first inning, he threw a couple off speeds. Like, I think he threw a, two changeups, two curveballs before he even threw the slider. So it was almost like he was just showing at the start, throwing other stuff. And then in the middle of the innings, he was a two-pitch pitcher. And then he dumped five curveballs in a row to Ref Snyder at the end. So the number at the end looks high. They were still very much just show me pitches. Like, hey, I have these as well. In the offseason, is it going to be something that you guys want him to do? Like, hey, we want you to throw a third pitch, you know, effectively, like, throughout the whole game to get swing and miss and called strikes? Or is that up to him? Is that, like, he knows his game plan best, he can use his arsenal how he wants to? Well, that'll be something that Matt and him really dive into, and, and we'll look at what's the best way to go. Like, it's, it is important to note, you know, the last two two years, he's been a dominant, dominant starting pitcher with two pitches yes so that said you always kind of have to evolve and and you know grow as a pitcher and as teams adjust to you and as teams see you you know certainly pitching out here in the american league east you know is another level um so um i think look i think it'll be important to have at least somewhat of a presence with the other pitches i also think just being able to you know, command and throw strikes with his secondary too allows his fastball to be what it should be. You, uh, yeah, saw Jason Dominguez come up for a week and and hit four home runs and win player of the week and look great. And then he's out for now, you know, nine to eight to 10 months or whatever it is, he's out. It's a, it's a, it's devastating. It was what we wanted to watch and get excited for and see all facets of the game. Uh, so we can believe in him fully, you know, next year. We just saw a week of him. It was an awesome week. How did that go down on your end? Like we heard the report was that he's, he said in, in Houston on Sunday it was hurting him. What goes into it hurts enough to just keep playing or, Hey, let's go, let's go rest. And, and with that strain is, if we do rest him, if you guys choose to rest him, does it go, is there any going away from it? Or like once you're at that point, do you think it's going to happen that he's going to need surgery? Well, I, I don't. So like if he comes Sunday and says my, my elbow oh. is hurting. And if we, and if you guys decide, let's shut you down, let's not go out there. Do you think when he returns, like, I don't know, you're not a doctor. But what what goes into playing and sitting no, when this guy comes to probably happen, My guess is it probably happened Sunday or even before, and and slowly started to reveal and declare itself like from a symptom standpoint because he never talked about feeling like an incident that happened that was like oh there's something happened. He just was like little soreness Sunday, didn't think much of it. Monday, we had the off day. Tuesday was kind of similar, but no big deal, really. And then Wednesday, it was still lingering, so he started getting treatment on it. Still wasn't a big issue for him. And then it was, <clears throat> what, uh, was it Saturday, you know, when, when he was down in the cages with Kate, Sean Casey. Sean actually came by my uh, office and said, hey, Dominguez couldn't really pop the ball like he wanted to. Something with his elbow or I'm going to have him go see the trainer. So he went back up there. They examined him. They felt some fluid in there some or some swelling a little bit this time and and sent him for, for imaging, and it, it revealed it, obviously. 
God. God. Yeah, that was uh that was tough. That was t- not not to empty our feelings too much, but yeah, man, at the at the end of this at the end of this season, we get like our our hope and, you know, I, we're not going to do it now, but we're dreaming on next year and looking at the free agent pool and doing all that stuff and Dominguez, a switch hitter in center field changes changed the dynamic so much. I mean, did did you let out like a, you know, pardon my French, but did you let out like a big fuck? Like, I, I know I did. Like, stand, standing first of in all, the lawn. You feel, you feel for him. I mean, yeah. that's the first thing. Um, <clears throat> but you also, you know, you try to have some perspective and try to have as immediate perspective as you can. And like, okay, obviously a significant thing that's going to take significant time to get back. But, you know, usually, this is not something that alters, you know, his career. Like he's going to return a hundred percent from this and be fine. This isn't going to affect him. You know, there, there should be, you know, we should be in a good spot with it. Um, he's a very young man, obviously. So, you know, inevitably you're going to have to deal with something um, that goes awry. It happened when it did. He got a full year of development in and put together a really strong season, got up to the big leagues, got his feet wet, obviously did a great job for us for, for that week being up. Um, now you're talking about it's September, you know, I mean, timing wise, um, if, if it's going to happen, like it's the best time, you know, you're, you're going to go into spring training probably deep into your rehab where you're, you know, doing a lot of stuff and, you know, obviously, you know, it's going to cost him probably a couple months of the season, but um, you know, he, he should reasonably be back, you know, at some point fairly early in the year and, and, and hopefully all this buildup from, from the, that he's gained this year will serve him and us well, uh, next year. So it's, it's definitely a bummer. Um, and you feel for him, but you know, you know, there, there are worse things that could happen, especially to a position player and especially from a timing aspect. I think it's the fifth position player in your tenure as Yankees manager to get Tommy John, which is a little odd. You got Glaber, Didi, Hicks. Glaber was before you came. It was the year before. But, yeah, it's just a, a rarity. Yeah. Yeah, Glaber, Didi, Hicks, Dominguez. Who's the fifth? Maybe that's only four, then. Xavier Nady. <laughs> <laughs> Missed up, messed up the timeline there. Two thousand nine, you were in it. He could hit a little bit, huh? Oh yeah. Um, Albert. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I guess for me, you know, we're we're still just watching the kids. H- have you seen anything different from Peraza? Because uh, he's he's now putting together like a nice little little September. Feels like a lot more barrels. I, I know he hit a couple hard that were getting caught when he was still kind of slumping. I know he hit a couple soft that started to drop, and now he's kind of going. Is that just baseball Susan, or are you seeing something different from him? Yeah. Um, I feel like he's in the fight a little better, um, and hopefully by you know continuing to get regular bats up here, he continues to get more and more comfortable, continues to make the necessary adjustments. Um so we'll see. I'm a, it, man, he made a really nice play at shortstop last night, too, on that ball, scalded up the middle, a little in between hop. He made that effortlessly. He's at third tonight, so I feel like he's done a really nice job defensively, and hopefully he can continue to build on some of this offensive success, like you said, he's had over the past week or so, and, and really, really finish strong here and build some momentum for him as well going into the winter. The young arms... And with uh, with Sevy, we didn't talk about that, but that's that's was a devastating moment. And now there's a spot open, and we kind I kind of had asked about Vasquez and Brito, like even w- before Sevy went down, are you just going to take a look at them as starter? And Vasquez gets the nod, but they they pitch together. Uh, Randy looked great, and then he kind of ran out of steam in that uh, fourth inning, and he he hit his limit his high of recent pitch count. First three innings, he looked pretty, pretty yeah. nice. Is he going to continue to get the nod, or or will him and Brito share, or how do you feel about that? Kind of share. We'll see. Because what he got, I think he got up to sixty pitches this time. Yeah. Um, so with that slot open Saturday, I probably wouldn't bring him back on that fourth day. <clears throat> this time, 
Um, so he'd probably be more in play on Sunday, maybe behind um, behind Rodon. Uh, and and you, you could do some kind of bullpen or, or whatever on Saturday, depending on where Brito's at. You can start Brito. Um, you know, we'll see. I, I feel like both guys have done a really nice job for us. Um, and whatever role, you know, they, they've – they pitch well out of the pen in some different kind of spots where, okay, we need a little bit of length. Oh, it's turned into even a little more of a leverage length spot. Uh, and they've been really representative from a starting standpoint. Um, it's been good to see those guys. Those guys are, those guys compete really well. And, uh, and I feel like I've grown a lot this year. Staying on starting pitching, Clark gets the ball. You want to go? No, uh, same topic. I, I just brought up the Yankees probables and Luke Weaver's listed. Like, is that yeah? They just picked him up. Is is that hap? Like, Fangraphs has Luke Weaver starting Saturday for the Yankees. Aaron Boone, you coach a team. Do you have that? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I think he, that's a point to Fangraphs. We did claim <laughs> claim him, so he he's he's very much in play as his burrito, as his okay opener. Any anything on Saturday is possible. Clarky's innings are we getting up. We have a lot of length, obviously, being brought in with Weaver. Well, yeah, I saw <laughs> the, the the bullpen breakdown the other day on Yes Network, and Brito was the fourth in the pen. I was like, holy smokes, fucking low going down. Brito was the what? Like the fourth. There was Clay, Wandy, oh, oh, right. Canely, Brito. I was like, whoa, where'd everyone yeah. go? Changed quick. Uh, with Clark, his, his, you know, a successful season and, and something to build on and move forward. His innings are getting high. You're getting a lot of injuries. Uh, at what point, even without the injuries, I guess, is there a thought to like, hey, let's let's wind down and not ramp up in these last three, um, four? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's part of why I pitched. Uh, we moved him to to today as opposed to pitching him yesterday. Then he gets then he if he had gone yesterday, then he goes Sunday in Pittsburgh. This way, slotting him in in the doubleheader, slotting. Uh, Vasquez and Brito yesterday in the doubleheader. I bump him to Wednesday, so now he'll go Tuesday uh, against the Blue Jays. So trying to give him a little bit more there. But that said, um, and we'll see how the last start or two goes as far as, you know, how far we push him. But I um, feel like he's in a really good spot physically. He's handled it all really well. It's continued to be really strong. So we're paying attention to it, but – but uh you know, we want we want to go with them. So, what what who was supposed to pitch in Boston before you move jumbled stuff? Or, well, um, Schmidt was was Monday. We got rained out. Mm-hmm. So then, obviously, and then Rodon was going to be Tuesday. So we kept Rodon Tuesday and bumped Clark to Wednesday. And then that way he'd go the first home game when we get back against Toronto out of the off day. So it just kind of built in a, a couple extra days in in leading into this start and then leading in the next start as well. Was Cole going to pitch in Fenway? If not, he was always missing it. Yeah, Cole. Because yeah, Cole pitched Sunday. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that works out very well for Garrett in the Cy Young campaign. Him and Fenway have not gotten along. We'll tackle that next year and not let it affect the Cy Young chase this year. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. I was wondering if there was any movement there. No. No, that's, that's just how it's lined up. Can I ask about Colin Rortfett? I've never seen Cole <laughs> shake off so demonstrably. I've never seen him. Like, is, is it big brother all love? <clears throat> Obviously, he's still pitching to him. Uh, he's chasing a Cy Young, and, he, and he's a perfectionist. Like, we know Cole is hard on catchers. Uh, my heart goes out to Benny a little bit because <laughs> he's all over him, like at all times. Hey, Garrett's all over all of us at all times. Like he's all in, man, every day. So um, that's just, I love it. I mean, man competes, man wants it. And, um, and, you know, he expects a lot from all those around him. And I got no issue with that. And Benny, you got to be able to match it. You got to be able to handle it. You know, Trevi, Trevi matches it. You know, Trevi can, you know, and, and now Ben, you know, he wears it, but he can he can give it back too. And that's important. So His shakes hey, are so 
It's theatrical. Yeah, his shakes are so emphatic that I think the batters think they're fake shakes. I think Cole, Cole doesn't even realize that the batters might be thinking he's giving, like, fake head shakes, buddy. They're, they're not. They're, as you can see, Ben, he's scrambling on his knee, like, oh, fuck, shit. okay, this one, this one. <laughs> and then, uh, but they're just like, no, no. Yeah. Um, it's fun. It's always been fun to watch Cole and his catchers, but we've taken it to a new level. Yeah, I would say it's going pretty well still, though, so we're all right. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah. 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 Anything else we're going to see out of the young kids or any funky like movement or position developments? I mean, you got Florio up now. Anything you want to see out of him in different lineup spots, positions? No, looking looking forward to seeing Flo play, man. Um, You know, he's had a great year. He's earned an opportunity and it's been blocked by a couple other guys a handful of times this year. You know, he's going to, what do we have? How many games left? I don't know. 17, 18, whatever it is. Something like that. I think only. Two more episodes of this after this one or something like that. So oh. You can start getting sad about that. Crushing. <laughs> I do have a request from my friend. I have a friend. Um, he does this show with me. He grew up in Connecticut, which is between Boston and New York. So it's like, you know, at our high school, oh. people painted their faces for, during the 03 and 04. It's a very big rivalry state. And yeah. you're tied with Boston in the standings. And I think he'd really appreciate it. If you if Boston finished last and the Yankees didn't, just on a, like a you know, I think he's challenge late. Yeah, you know, you find a win. I can tell you, we're gonna bad try. Season. Okay, all right, that's awesome. Take care, guys. Excited, See I can tell by his face. Please. See ya. That was Boone. He's the manager of the Yankees. My name's Jimmy. His name's Jake. We're the guys talking to you about the Yankees. Uh, how about that? He was you know fun mood for being last place. Did you like me asking on your behalf? That was for me. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that right at the end. Uh, thanks to Vizio for putting that on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> kind of funny. We uh, They get rained out, so we get kind of booted from yesterday, which made sense. And I'll be honest, I was slightly relieved because needed like a little something else to chew on besides Sevi Dominguez and Brewer's sadness. So and the Wiseaga came. Coming off of a Red Sox doubleheader, where the Mo- Yankees most games Boone's ever won in Boston. Most in games Boone's ever won in Boston in one day. We're pretty sure. <laughs> we think. We think. Uh, so, day, not like twenty-four hour period. He might have done it before. You know, a night-day game. Twenty-four hours, yeah. Uh, not a lot. Not yeah. enough. Uh, what else did we learn? Man, I learned that I, um, to be honest with the people, uh, the lineups aren't translating to um, hungry eyeballs for me. Mm. Like, I put on game two, and I was just like, my cousin Vinny was on another Mm. channel. And it was, dude, it was like real tough. Do I want to go watch Makawayowitz and Browner? and McKillicuddy over my cousin Vinny. And then when I saw McAllister smile when he came off the mound, I was like, okay, this is good. I I enjoyed that. draft pick. He makes his way back. Yeah, I enjoyed that. But, um, yeah, this last stretch of injuries have really, they've kind of been a big big blow. Big blow to my uh, fandom for, like, it's just like, oh, let's do the postseason. The Dominguez part is insane. It's insane. Like, it had me had me talking to myself. In fact, it had me babbling oh. to myself, Jim. Uh, babble. Uh, I've been working on my Spanish. We actually, a couple of, couple of Yankees players might be coming to the office next week, I think. Uh, primarily speak Spanish. So I want to, you know, be able to chop it up a little bit. Un poco. Uh, and with Babbel, you can start speaking and learning a new language in just three Weeks. This is what I like. They say, hey, why babble? You know what they say? Because it works, Jim. Mm. You know, feedback works. Babble works. Babble's quick 10-minute listens are 10-minute lessons and listens are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. They're designed by real people for real conversations. That way you don't end up like my Spanish presentation in seventh grade where I just kept going, uh, who gave baseball? 
Mm. Uh, and they were like, hey, you got to learn something else, little fella. Uh, so, and right now, right now, they're offering a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started. 55% off your Babbel. Hideki. Babbel. Babbel.com slash Yanks. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Yanks. Uh, go check it out. Learn something. Be proud of yourself. I've been, I've been learning Spanish. Mm-hmm. See? Que tu mira. Right. Yeah. This is how I learn it. In the end there, he's saying, que tu mira. Que, que tu mira. mira. Que esta mirando tu. I'm looking at it now. Makes. Que esta tu mirando tu. Yeah. Joe's and Lou have been teaching me Spanish. It's nice. Yep. Then the comments that I had a Caribbean flair to my Spanish accent. Sure do. Yeah. Que tu mira. That's what he did in the breakdown. CXL. Que tu mira. It was a very weird breakdown. Or move by him. Uh, Florio's playing. Thoughts. Got the belt last night over two guys that hadn't pitched in the big leagues in a decade. Glaber. Glaber. Glaber didn't know. He didn't want to decide between two pitchers. Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest. How's he going to pick? So I actually kind of respect the move. McAllister, the smile. Ah, uh, that's. I mean, that's pretty rude. Glaber couldn't see that. You heard about it. Him. Heard about it. Um. Yeah. I don't know, man. I. <laughs> what's Florial going to do? If Florial, if Florial does go nuts for these last fifteen games. It does nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I does nothing. It's just like a twist of the knife at this point, because they're not going to put Florial on the roster. They're not going to believe in Florial. So unfortunately, I see what they see in Florial, which is fine, and maybe that's right. Um, still twenty five years old. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, good at bat last night. Fouled off a lot of pitches. Yeah, huge. That, better to. Good than bad, so oh, ha- happy for him. I agree with that. Yeah, better to have a good night than a bad night. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's not on the team next year, and this is an audition for someone else to give him a chance. So go, Florio, go, go, flow, go. That's the show. Go, flow, go. Love you guys. Appreciate you. A good laugh during the clay inning, which we talked about with Boone earlier. At one point, Glaber goes up and talks to him, and Kenobi and I were just laughing. Like Clay has have a moment of like Glaber's telling me I'm in my head. Glaber. Yeah. I'm gonna turn the double play. Glaber's the man right now. Glaber's the man. I, His oh, two RBI single down the right field line. We'll get to that in the recap if we remember it. But I mean he's I think it, he's blossomed. He's just he's he's the type of hitter I've wanted on the team forever right now. He is like situation situationally aware to the fucking max. Let's it eat early and then and that's awesome. All right, bye. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.